gain up a little bit here. You talk. Hey, ass casters. I like to uh, play with my left ball as opposed to my right ball. All right, thank you very much. We'll stop there. Andy, go ahead and talk when you want to. Um, I don't have a ball, so I just play with my shaft. Okay. He's <laughs> <laughs> all shaft. Shaft! There's, there's your goddamn opening right there. <laughs> I'm good with that. That's what she said. Where's that opening at? <laughs> and I said, pull that belly button wider, baby. <laughs> what in the fuck? Or I'll fuck those tits again. <laughs> <laughs>probably not going to be as wild as episode 10 when everyone from the ass cast community sans joel was here what a mess we don't know what you listened to ass casters from that last podcast there was <laughs> we didn't actually listen to it. <laughs> there was, there we didn't have to listen we lived it <laughs> sprinkled in there was decent content in there but holy moly that is what happens i have barked about putting podcast at saturday on a 10 a.m. schedule that's what happens when they get fired away in the afternoon. But here we are, episode 11, Friday, about 6 o'clock Central Standard Time in the evening. Uh, Nebraska, losers. Yeah. Well, and then this weekend happened. And then the weekend happened. Yes. So hopefully, as casters, we'll give you what resembles more of an actual podcast with content We'll review, there was, as we were podcasting uh, last week, we were watching the demise, the further demise of the Nebraska Corn Huster, Corn Huskers. Oh it's my, corn! It's corn. <laughs> the, the Corn Huskers are paying a man way too much money to lose way too many games. We can talk about what Scott Frost has done going into his fifth year and now where he stands compared to coaches that were fired prior to him. There's also some other college football action that's got underway. Oklahoma State uh, got out of the gate and was crushing things for a little bit, did not end up covering. If anybody was watching West Virginia Pitt, that was a great game. We can cover that, talk about uh, where the final score ended up, talk about some players in that game. The ball was the worst player on the field. That was a yeah. slippery ball last night. <laughs> yes, it was. Man, the times I've heard. Uh, if you were of the gambling community, Purdue-Penn State was a... Uh, I wouldn't call it a heartbreaker. It depends on which side of the aisle you were on. That game had people's heartbeats up. And you know what? We should probably talk about the fact that now, hooray, sports betting in Kansas. Yay! We, we it happened. Can be we can talk about this legally now. So I guess there's a lot of college football to hop into. Some games tonight... Uh, we may not sprinkle too much time on the Kansas versus Tennessee Tech game, but... Oh, we, why not? I mean, we can. Joel's not here, so we have to contractually shit on him and KU. It's not debatable. It's legally binding. Yeah. Kansas-Tennessee Tech. 
good for you, Kansas, uh, extending the contract of Lance Leipold by a year. So he's extended to the year 2027. That means he'll get five wins. And <laughs> that would be amazing, actually. He's and already got two. I did. And uh, another game tonight on the docket is one that we are going to be focusing on heavily in the Askcasters world because it is Texas Christian University, also known as TCU. Oh, that's what uh, that stands for. Thanks. Uh, yeah. Somewhere in between a 13-and-a-half and a 14-and-a-half favorite against the Colorado Buffaloes. So we can dive into all of this. So... Scaling back a little bit, uh, welcome to everybody, uh, Shaway, TJ, that we can call you that now. Hey. Should we just hop right in and let's talk about, I know we had a fantasy draft and yeah. Askcasters really don't care about who's on your fantasy team, but let's talk a little bit about maybe things that you got out of the fantasy draft, um, people that you got maybe earlier than you thought, people that you didn't get, et cetera, et cetera, but don't bore the listeners. Uh, Schwimp, go. Don't, you don't want me to bore the listeners. I didn't get anybody I was trying to get. But uh, I, I don't know. Maybe my reach at my first pick was Joe Mixon because that was my first pick of the draft. But I, I felt like with the resurgence in the, the Cincinnati offense, I feel like he'd you know, get some you know, pretty good stats for the year. And he's, anytime I've had him, he's actually been really good for my fantasy football team. So I, it might have been a stretch at the time, but I th- think it's still a pretty solid pick. Um, I wasn't really hoping to get Jalen Hurts as my quarterback, obviously, but I don't think that's necessarily a terrible pick. But at the same time, I mean, I think I think I have a pretty decent draft. Did everyone get their email about their per, uh, projections for the year? Mine was at nine and four for the season. Oh well. What? Know. Yeah, do you do you not get like an email saying this is what you projected for the right, for the season? Right there, you can go to draft recap. Yeah. Ooh, so let's see how bad my team's gonna be. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know this was a thing. Breaking really? News I haven't described. had a computer. Oh my god! Oh! Whoa. What does yours say? Thirteen and one, oh. big dog. You know, the wow. year that I had that, uh, I, I've had a lot of injuries, so I hope that you know he just wished death on your team. Yeah, you know, I don't like care. Cooper Culp. <laughs> you know, there there are two headmasters at this school, and it's me and Paul. Paul and I. How about you? <laughs> Thank you for the correcting. You're the English English teacher. Yeah, exactly. How about you take that deck of cards and go fuck yourself? Um, I can. What would you deal yourself? Pocket pocket aces. (laughs) Seven aces. (laughs) Um, No, I've I've done this before. I know how to manage a team. You'd also know how to mismanage a team. I, I've managed a team more than I've mismanaged a team. We'll Shwami, what do we really expect out of Mixon this year? You know, based off of last year, I'm just trying to see. Let me get to his projections. Sorry. I'm not very well prepared. But let's see. I'm still waiting. Sorry. I can cut this out. But, like, his his, his week one projection is for four, 14 points, a little bit over 14 points. So if you take into consideration maybe 80 yards of offense and maybe a touchdown, I think that's pretty average on the whole docket for the most part. But, I mean, if you look at it this way, if, you're, if your team on the average of player scores 10 points a game, I mean, how many players are on your roster? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So if you get around – Hopefully you're seeing around ninety to you know ninety five points. You should almost win a game a week depending on who you play. 
I would like to think. I mean, there are weeks where, you know, and there's going to be certain teams that are going to be scoring 120 points. There's just nothing you can do That's about it. That's my team. Okay. I, I would actually, you know, I, I asked about Joe Mixon first off, but now, the more that I get to thinking about it, I think the real question, I have a really question about what's going on with Jalen Hurts up in Philadelphia. This is, a, there, there's a lot of teams, I think, in the NFL that we know what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. And some of them we know that they're going to do really, really well. Yeah. And we got others that we know they're going to do really, really bad. I don't know what Philadelphia really is. We talked about it last podcast that with the injuries to Dallas that mm-hmm. maybe... You've been on them way more than anyone else, so I want to hear your grand theory about how this is going to work. Okay. You've seen Jalen Hurts throw a ball, right? I have. He's, A.J. Smith will or A.J. Brown will be a non-issue in that offense. Man, I don't know about that. So I do. He's a big body. I mean, he, he's going to... Yeah, but when the ball goes 18 feet to the left, it doesn't fucking matter. You're right. I mean, there are some concerns about his... It hurts his accuracy, but at the same time, he's going to he's a guy who can scramble, so he's going to get you points in that, in that regard. He's going to make up for it. So it, I don't know if it necessarily evens out, but you would also like a quarterback who can hit his fucking target, Jaylen, especially in the red zone, too. Jalen Hurts was a top five mm-hmm. quarterback... From many metrics, and I'm not saying he's and I'm not saying year. he's at bad at all. That, I'm just saying that's what you want out of your quarterback. I think I think my point is is that Jalen Hurts was like deceptively good mm-hmm. at the at the tail end of last year, and he's very he's young enough to the point like you wouldn't think he would regress. Like he should only get better from here, and he's got better weapons. What's the now. ceiling though for him? I think our question has been on the podcast is that are they good enough to win the division with Dallas not as good? Dallas has so many strikes against them now. Yeah. That Amari Cooper loss is huge. They didn't use him. I mean, I don't think it is as big as you think it is. That's what they she said. They didn't use him last year. Dalton Schultz is emerging into a – I mean, he's a top – almost a top five tight end in the NFL. Sorry to break it to everyone, but he's emerging as a, an elite tight end. Um, with the emergence of him, and then when they get Gall- or is it Gall- Galladay? Who do we? We get someone back. I don't know. Poor Cowboys fan, but we get because uh, one of our wide receivers blew his ACL. Um, so we'll get him back later on in the season, and the name is escaping me right now. I think we'll be good. Man, I, I don't know. I to your point on the last podcast, you lose. Your most important offensive lineman for a right-handed quarterback. I guess you could have all of the Dalton Schultz of the world. You could have all of the compact disc lambs of the world. AJ Browns. <laughs> if he doesn't have the time, it doesn't matter. So we. This is a big question mark for Dallas. Yeah. And you know that also plays into Dak's health as well. I mean, he's had a couple injuries uh, injuries in the last couple of years. So. I don't think Dak is. He's but man, I, I know. I, I'm the, not saying the, he's a liability, but you just also didn't helping. he lead the league in yards last year? No, Tom Brady did. But that's close. right. But close. <laughs> um, speaking of Philadelphia, do you know who one of their quarterback or one of their backup quarterbacks is? No, I don't. Who? Ian Book. They just signed him yeah. this week. Who the fuck is Ian Book? From you do not disparage his name. I don't know who that is. It's He's the a... former Notre Dame quarterback. Most wins in Notre Dame history. Yeah, what have they done? They were in the playoff last year. Was OU? 
OU's been in the playoff for a lot of no, years. No, 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 no. Was la- last year where they in the did you win the did you win the exactly did did, did OU get the playoff? Neither one, and one went into the playoff. Cool. Good for oh, you. We get more money, so cool. You we you gave well, them money by buying stuff. You are. Not, I did not buy anything. Well, then you shouldn't say we. I bought it from China. <laughs> China. China. <laughs> Just joking. Are you? So that's a, an evaluation of Schwammy's two biggest players. Uh, Scro, do you want to highlight, again, not to bore the ass casters with fantasy football, but maybe like actual things that are surprising or, or takeaways from the draft on your perspective? Well, I mean, I, I put it out there in the world that Cooper Cup is a number one pick. I told everyone that he is a number one pick. And what did you guys do? Let you picked him. You let me get him in th- with the eighth pick. You did. You did preface that we draft with dumbasses. Oh well, I think yeah, and I kind of felt bad when I was told the whole draft you're a bunch of dumbasses. I think I said that at one point. But you probably said that in the sixteenth round too. Oh yeah, assuredly so. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean. I fucking forgot what we were talking about again. Cooper Colt. Cooper Jesus Cup. Christ, quit smoking. Cooper Cup in the first round at eighth at, with the eighth pick, and then I, think I got come up with something new. Every time you lose your thought, we're gonna promo threechai.com. Yeah, that's I a think, good. I think this is a good opportunity yeah. to talk about. So they're gonna be talked about twelve times. Whenever, a podcast. whenever you think you've got a really really good fantasy draft and you've drafted Cooper Culp with the eighth pick with an L. When you're trying to justify your your brilliance, you should probably think 3chai.com. Who you can find at 3chai.com or you can find at our YouTube page, our RSS feed, or many other ways to find them. So this is a good time to throw that in. We're not Hitler Youth. It's not the SS feed. It's the RSS feed. I thought that's what I said. I don't know. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't paying attention. I think you forgot the old R. Did you just fart on the microphone? R, are you sure? Well, let's try it again. Oh, it's a zipper. It's a zipper. Mm. Not as cool. Sorry, folks. So anyway, back to your amazing fantasy draft. You got Cooper Culp in the first It's just, I mean, I just really want to point out that I'm the best. Um, The Richard Friars. uh, No one cares about you're the best. Give give ass casters something relevant to them and their lives from a fantasy football perspective. So this is going to be heresy for some, but it's turning into... Wide receivers are more important than running backs in fantasy football. Which is why Old Man drafted eight of them. He's he's writing something down right now. His kickers, I think. The college football playoffs is going to expand to 12 teams by 2026. Breaking news! There will be six conference champions involved and six at-large bids. Wow. Good job, Old Top. Is there any other breaking news that you want to... Well, let me read the creeper And that has been Old Top with your 30-second news. Okay, so let's talk about that. We're going to completely just fuck up format for what he said, because what he said is huge. We are talking. We are going into tomorrow's Saturday game with a number two ranked team going against the number five ranked team, and the line on the game is seventeen and a half points. That suggests to me that that game is not going to be anywhere close to competitive. Why in the fucking world 
Would we go outside of four teams in the college football You know football exactly playoff? why. You know exactly why Why I even asked the question. You know exactly why Why I even asked the question. Money, 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 money. M-O-N-E-Y. M-O-N-E-Y. Money, money, money. Standing in the coated popcorn. <laughs> 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 no, it's it's a money grab. It's turning this. into all money grab. Um, it... I hate this. I real. I am, like. I got lots of cotton to squash it. Wow. Well, that's, 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 that's a cut. That's a cut. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> so. Explain to me, like, you guys give me the feedback if I'm wrong on this. Tell me why in the world, in a college playoff, air quotes. That we would want more teams than the following this this coming season: Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson. I mean, I guess we could throw Texas A&M in there. I guess I could throw in uh, Utah in there. Who else do we want to see? That's six teams. Like, who else do we re- like legitimately want to see? Maybe Utah. Utah maybe- could lose to Florida tomorrow. I don't know. Sorry. No, it's okay. I, I mean, it's just a money grab. Do they really give a fuck who's in it besides some of the regular? And you're gonna have the the storyline every year about the Cinderella, the Boise State of the world. That's you're gonna. That's gonna be your storyline peddled by all of media. But we did this last year year with Cincinnati. You're gonna have it even on a grander scale now. You're gonna have it on a grander scale. And I I will say this. I, and we're going to be dead before it, it's ever measured. But I will say that the the win streak of number ones against number 12s, if that's how I do, they do it, or if it's number ones against the six, um, or however it is, that, that win streak will go longer than a one versus 16 seed in the NCAA. Yeah, I, I agree. But I mean, it, ba- basketball. It, sorry, it's gonna it's gonna water down the competition for a bit. But I mean, it is gonna bring some excitement at least to a lot more fan bases, and it's just gonna, you know, attract more viewers in a sense where you typically see a just Alabama, a Georgia, a Clemson, where you see the typical rotating three or four teams always in the college playoff, where you're gonna see maybe six, you know. S- s- I don't know newer teams, but or maybe just a grander, I don't know, like amount of teams that are going to be in the playoff that you probably wouldn't regularly see if there was only four teams. What's going to happen is, sorry, Charlotte. I was going to say, I mean, it, it it's going to water the product down a little bit, but at the same time, it, it's just a money grab. It, that's all it is. There's no, there's there's no real reason or rhyme or reason to do it besides maybe that fringe five or six seeded team quote-unquote for that playoff and and what's going to happen with those fringe teams from what seeds five mm-hmm. through 12 those seven teams are going to be recycled because if you get your team to the top 12 or whatever it is you're probably going to get pr- promoted or offered a job by the big boys and then that that program falls off what you're going to do is you're setting programs up for quick success and then boom it's gone yeah I think we, we, we saw what happens when a Cinderella gets into the college football playoff last year with Cincinnati. Everybody wanted to see it. Everyone wanted to see it. at the end of the day. Was there any way that they weren't going to be allowed to be the top four? They had 
incredible talent across the board and did what they did and they got they they got embarrassed against Alabama and and what everybody thought they were going to do they did they lost the battle on the line because mm-hmm. everyone knows when you're when you've got a number 1 team of a, the caliber of an Alabama or an Ohio State or I guess last year we could say Michigan potentially whatever uh, against the Cincinnati mm-hmm. they it took me like 22 seconds in that game last year to say this thing's done because it's done in the line. And you can see it immediately. Yeah. It's, so I mean, the why, same thing why do we want to see more of that? I mean, the same thing would have happened if, let's say, the UCF, at, like a couple years ago, would have tried it or would have made it to the playoff. The same thing. Same thing would have happened. The happen. level of competition is just not uh, at the same level. And, and to dig deeper into that a little bit, let's think about this. Like, when we're talking about these programs that somehow make it from nowhere to somewhere, like a Cincinnati did, or to your point, a UCF did, or. Mm-hmm. Whoever that we want to talk about that could come into the table and be like, oh, they're a, a, a playoff contender. The reason that those teams come into the the discussion mm-hmm. of being able to play competitively is because they have a great quarterback and they have they're good at the skill positions. But when you go play against the big boys, you're going to get beat up against the line every fucking time. And and to I mean I hate to bring it back to Notre Dame, but I think Notre Dame after that 2012. Well, they, I, it's, I mean, it, they, they did find out after that 2012 uh, national championship game against Alabama that they needed to shift their recruiting f- to the offensive line, and I, it's done wonders for their program since then. Mm-hmm. But, but well, I mean, the, the where Notre Dame's at, I think, is a separate conversation, so but, I'm not, not going to go down but there. But the recruiting did shift towards the offensive line and defensive line, and that's where you see the real money paying off. They've had... In the past however many seasons, they've had a top 25. I mean, it's been a consistent top 25 offense and defense, that, I think. That's fair. Well, not the offense. Their offense sputtered last that, year. That's okay, but Notre, Notre Dame can do that. Cincinnati can't do that. UCF can't no, do no. that. The, Pittsburgh can't do that. Those those teams cannot do that. It, 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 I mean, the big boys, literally, the, the Hoggies are going to go to the big schools. Mm-hmm. It's not too. I mean, you'll get your. Is it Eric Fisher? He went to Eastern Michigan. Uh, yeah, something like that. Just kind of like a random Michigan school. Yeah, and your uh, uh, Laurent. Uh, Who's Canadian? Cana- French Canadian, but yeah. he was yeah, just kind of a. You're, mean, you are going to get those random guys, but like I guess for the most part, besides like a typical, not typical, but like in Alabama, like you're going to have guys who come from. Let's say like Purdue or um, Penn State, who like they specialize in certain positions, you know, in, instead of just a team as a whole. Where you're going to always have those certain uh, positional players are always going to stand out at certain schools, but where teams just overall excel and just you know just beat each other, you know, they can beat any team up and down the lineup. It's just it's going to be different. It's not there's it's just not going to be as competitive as people may perceive it to be. And I don't think people really do. So, are we are we all in agreement at the end of the day? Okay. So, we understand that what was just announced by breaking news NBC Tim Russert old man <laughs> Mannion. We understand his breaking news is that the playoff situation is probably going to 12 teams as soon as 2024 but do we 26 26 no i i've seen old man says 26 it's well, circled in I've, shitty handwriting he's, right here. he's wrong he might be wrong on that well he has bad eyes and you can't hear and 
He, he did draft Russell Wilson as his fantasy quarterback. but And eight wide receivers. So <laughs> we, we can at least acknowledge the fact that, that that is a bad move for college football. Can we do that? Can we at least acknowledge that? How are you measuring it? Because I think you and I have a different idea of what's good for college football as opposed to what the college football championship uh, believes is uh, good for college football. So I, I think my thought would be, if you're going to make the effort, college football, to throw more eyeballs on the game, mm-hmm. at least make those games competitive. Because we've got a shit show of bowl games at this point that, I don't know, I think we're into like the 40, 50 total bowl. I mean, it's a ridiculous number of bowl games. And no one watches them. Are, are, I'm just suggesting that college football should not get to the point where the average viewer like me says, okay, I see a game that's number 5 seed versus number 12 seed, and it's not competitive, so I'm not even going to watch it. And everything in between 5 and 12, 6, 11, like all that stuff, if it's non-competitive, I'm not going to watch as a viewer. I don't think that's good for college football. Well, if if they're going to expand the playoffs, it's going to make those bowl games and those games uh, more attractive to watch, to, to counter your point. Those games that were You're no still... longer like interesting are now have some sort of interest built to them because they matter towards a playoff. And but I'm not saying you're incorrect saying like those you know are, are not you know they really don't matter to anybody really but the fan bases that watch them and to the ge- degenerate gamblers da- down and now in Mole Vegas. But at the at the same time now hey, it's going to hey, generate hey, more hey, interest. Hey, hey. It, I know it's going to generate generate more interest. For uh, those games and those coming up, but I don't, I don't know if it's going to generate. Okay, so if we do, if we do five years of the number five seed versus the number, what are we saying? Are they expanding to twelve or sixteen? What crazy 12. number? Okay, so if we do, if we do five years of a number five seed against the number twelve seed, and we see just the repeating battering of them year after year after year, at some point the the, the eyeballs watching those that I don't those think games that's where you're pummeling. Down. I don't think it's gonna be the five through twelve that's gonna get your pummeling, but um when you have the one to whenever that shakes out the five through seven or the five through twelve, whenever that shakes out, um I think your real upsets are gonna come when that shakes out and they have to face the big boys who had the buys or whatever it is. When they have to play the Michigan, or not Michigans, sorry, those are the scrubs. Uh, Alabama's and Ohio State's and shit. Georgia, I guess, was up there. Uh, I, I don't, I, I'm not even sure what you're <laughs> suggesting. So you're saying that we, as a viewer, are going to benefit from watching Texas A&M as a five seed beaten up on, I, I don't know who No, I'm just right saying, now. I'm saying your upsets are going to come, your major upsets where it's not going to be fun, any fun to watch is where that... 5 through 12, when they're done fighting it out to go play the big boys who had buys or whatever it is, that's where your ass-kickings are going to be. But also, there's one clear throw. Good job. That's actually pretty good. 30 minutes in. So I got water. I, the, it's, it, are people going to give a shit is your question, Andy? Okay, so uh, I'll, I'll just try to put it this way. Okay. Let's say number 5, Texas A&M, 
goes and beats the living piss out of number 12, Arizona State. Thank you, Arizona. I gave you the state on that one. So Texas A&M advances to go play fucking Alabama or Ohio State or Georgia, a real team in the playoff. What's the line on that game? It's two touchdowns. Yeah, so, at least. So what? I mean, you why have, do we want to see this? Uh, no, we know. We you know. have. You have. It's, it's just going to generate more viewers for those games, and that's you know, I mean, that's the only reason why. There is no other reason than once in a very very rare blue moon that a, that an eighth seed is going to upset the number one seed. Money, 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 money. You're, Andy, you're full of shit, though. You're lying, and I can see the goddamn shit coming through your goddamn eyes because they turn brown. You're a shit moth. Yeah, you're, the shit the shit of pillars have turned into shit moths once again. <laughs> surprising. <laughs> I'm fairly dehydrated. I'm surprised I'm producing anything out of my You're eyes. going to watch whatever fucking shitty-ass game the college football playoff puts out there just like you watch 1 through 16 in the NCAA basketball. You're going to watch just like you do, man. No. no. I cannot wait till we get there, and I'm just going to fucking take pictures of you because somehow I remembered this in fucking four years. Okay, so when, when the Rose Bowl has been played, and the Rose Bowl is between the Pac-12 champion and the Big Ten champion, and it has nothing to do with the national champion... Do you, do you really give a fuck about that game? No, because it's played on January 1st, and I'm watching the Winter Classic. So, to your point. <laughs> and TBS has a great presentation. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Hashtag biz nasty. <laughs> so, Rose Bowl. I mean, there, there's multiple... Uh, the Fiesta Bowl used to be a big deal. I mean, there, So, are those, are those games now going to be part of that playoff? I, I don't know. So. I don't I know, so I don't know well. what the bowl situation looks like. They can name it whatever they want. As far as I mean, if they have corporate backers to it, they have corporate backers now that are backing bowl games that are literally getting two thousand people in attendance, and yeah. they're going to sit like they send people out for bowl games to Hawaii or California, and. The fan base will go out there, and they're like, oh, this is a great trip to Hawaii or California, but it's not a good opportunity for a good football game. Right. Well, I don't think... The, it's almost like it's just a destination at that I, point. I don't think... Yeah, it's more of a destination thing. I, I, When you're a fan that follows your team around the nation, it's not really about the game so much, because those fans are going to go no matter... Regardless. The, There's always going to be that contingent. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, the alumnus are going to go. They're going to show out. Um. Hey, it's not about the game. It's about the experience. But it is. I mean, it, and, it and the friends with me along the way. It but is it's though. Fucking about the game. <laughs> but it, it, <laughs> bullshit. It's not about the game. Go watch the fucking Super Bowl. What does ninety fucking percent of the fucking populace watch it for? What do they watch it for? I don't know. Tom Brady's cheekbones getting higher. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, 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 rough. Looks like a fairgrounds picture of himself. Is he proof of like fucking aliens have touched down and they're with yeah. us? Like he is the is fucking that, alien. Is that part of the documentaries well, you want me to watch? Well, if you'd fucking watch them, <laughs> we might have to tonight. Yeah, so one one person I thought about just because I'm weird and I think about weird things and people that popped up in sports. Sean Merriman. 
Sean Merriman used to be like Lights the out. best. He used to be the best player in football on the defensive side. Yeah, but How he was on roids ha- at the same time. But he's on roids at the same time. How do these people? <laughs> how do these people get so good? Mr. Leahy, if are you, you drunk again? If you ever wonder how people do better than they're supposed to do, always understand that they're probably doing something that they shouldn't be you doing. Ask Alice when she's ten foot tall. Exactly. <laughs> what in the fuck? Yes. So, it happens. It, it has happened in baseball a trillion times. Ba- uh, football's getting better at it. And Sean Merriman was a poster child of why you are too good to be doing what you're doing. It, it, Tom Brady. I, I don't know if we'll ever find this out. Ah oh, shit! I, I don't know Here if we'll it ever. Is. I don't you know had to do it when fucking C. Dangle was out of the out of the booth. It's his fault. We talk shit on those who did not show up for their fucking own podcast. Yeah, you so, fucking charlatan, Carlos. Yeah. So, Tom Brady is running faster and better out of the pocket in his forties than he did in his twenties. His cheekbones have somehow, somehow gone up another... Somehow, somehow. They've gone up an inch, and he's lost all of his fucking, like, all of his... What do you call this? Collagen? Collagen? Yeah, all of it's gone. And it happened in about a month. He didn't show up. We are going to hear, in about ten years, somebody's going to back... Could be Belichick, for all we know. Belichick could find him out and say... This is he what that do that to his own reputation, though. This is what, because oh, Belichick's reputation is so good. So we could find out that this is what Tom Brady was doing, because it is just not natural. How many quarterbacks strike out in their upper 30s? You, the drafter of Ben Roethlisberger, you should know this very well. You've seen this happen. Old man in the background, your Denver Broncos just signed Russell Wilson to an unbelievable contract, and they're assuming that he's going to be worth a shit when he's 38 and 39 years old. Are you ready? He's 32 this year. <laughs> he's not. He's 34. <laughs> Ru- Russell Williams. Russell, Russell Williams. Williams. I just I just pulled a tyrant. What what did he call it? it Zeke Smith last? Yeah. Dak Smith. It's Dak, Dak Smith. Hell of a guy. So, Russell Wilson is 34. There, there are a few quarterbacks that can pull this off. I get Aaron Rodgers is doing this a little bit. But Aaron Rodgers is six years younger than Tom Brady. And we're wondering how Aaron Rodgers does it. Do you, do you think Do you think maybe modern medicine has caught up to make father time? Like, uh, Do you think it's caught up? I mean, the five years, or what is he, 45 now that Tom Brady is? He's known, he's taken care of his body since he's been in the league. We don't know how, but sure. What what are you saying? I mean, PEDs, did he he get the Kobe treatment and the blood infusion in France? I I, I think this is all possible. All I I know this. I know that the, the Tom Brady that I saw with a picture of what his face looked like in July of 2022... Did not look like the same Tom Brady that I saw no. August no. 2022. I I will say, yeah, he did look a little <clears throat> worked on. So, not only does he, like, the face don't lie. The face don't lie. 
And his face doesn't lie. And not only does his face not lie, he couldn't even lie his way out of that fucking press conference. I didn't see the press conference. He came back after an eleven day absence, and people were like, "Well, oh what, shit, that's right." Would, would you like to uh, Would you like to elaborate on what the fuck has been going on here, Tom Brady? Because we're really worried for you. You've been a an, an incredible quarterback for the last two fucking decades, and all of a sudden you're I you're just gone. It see that too. It, and according to him, he may have had a vasectomy. I've seen many men go through the vasectomy process, and none of them has come back with an abnormal face. I'm telling you. You came back with abnormal nuts. Yeah, my nuts were swollen. And I'm you tried to show me. Put things into my mouth. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> we're not incest, guys, my I promise. My balls were so big after that vasectomy, I don't think they would have fit in your mouth. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done and going home. Okay, so I okay. At the end of the day, the point on football being this, like if it <laughs> if it seems not natural, it probably is not natural. So I I don't know. I don't know when this is going to happen. I don't know how it's going to happen. But I think someday, some way, we are going to figure out that Tom Brady is doing shit a little bit differently than other people are fucking doing. And man, I I am hoping. I am hoping internally. That the three offensive linemen that he has lost, I am hoping that they result in him getting his fucking ass kicked this year. I want to see somebody that wants to be a superhuman not be a fucking human at all. I want him to get his ass kicked. There might not be any jealousy there. I know. Um, have you just been holding this in for all 25 years of his career? Or? I've already talked to Carlos about this. We've done this. You got into it a little bit last podcast, but I didn't realize the hatred was so uh, was so palpable. It, if it doesn't seem like it can be real, it is not real. Nobody cannot fucking escape t- Father Time. It, Jim Rill would say this. There's a couple things that are undefeated. Sex. Father Time and sex. and sex. Yep. I mean, if he's breaking down, he's not a robot. I mean, no, no longer. Not like Tiger Woods. I, the golf course looks good. My golf swing feels good. I have, like, my chance to... I mean, see? And Father Time caught him. Yeah, his back is fucked. He can't drive. I mean, literally and figuratively. <laughs> God damn. I know. I, time is undefeated. In the history of see? football. In the history. We have we just lost Lynn Dawson. God R.I.P. R.I.P. Lindawson. Lenny the Queen. We, we have lost... 16. There, There is a picture of a quarterback, and I apologize, name escapes me, can't remember. I think for some reason he might have been a quarterback for the Chargers at some point. Do-do-do, Jeopardy music going a little bit. But there is a picture of what he looked like as a quarterback back in like the 70s and 80s, in like, in like his upper, like mid-30s. As opposed to what people look like now, Ugh. I know Dan Fouts. You think of Dan Fouts? Maybe, maybe. Well, just it, yeah, it, yeah. The the just the physique is a lot different. How <clears throat> athletes treat their bodies now, it's just different. Man. I mean, when when Tom Brady was going on a uh, when he a cheat day, he's like having pistachio ice cream or some bullshit like that. But do you do you not think, oh, man? And maybe this is a bad example. So just. I mean, just tell me if it's bad. But do you not think Ben Roethlisberger didn't want to play into his 40s? No. Probably not, but it's one of those things I think any athlete faces or, you know, it's like 
coming to reality that they are not as good as they once were. Eli Manning. What about him? Not as good as he once was. Philip I mean, Rivers. Turned the ball over too much. Yeah. But are you suggesting that they age differently than Tom Brady, who was drafted before him? Yeah, Rivers still had an arm on him when he retired. He just threw it to the wrong team. <laughs> Come on, now. <laughs> That's well played. Hey, when you have 15 kids, you're still throwing the ball. Come on. Yeah. I feel like... Uh, uh, we and we may have to cue up our uh, our music here, old man. I feel like you have a thought on this. Well, Tom Brady, he has been taking a uh, municipal. Minute. He's been taking a uh, substance for the last several years. We can't hear you. No, nope. <laughs> hold on. We got the uh, Sanford and Son music playing in the background. Do, 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 do. Better Google it. Better Google it. He's been taking some sus substance. Hold on, hold on. We got your background for the last playing. several years. Make sure it's quieter this time. But I don't okay. know if it's outlawed by the NFL or. Here you go. Go ahead. Tom Brady's been taking a substance. I don't know the name of it. <laughs> And I don't think it's been banned by the NFL. So why not? Old man, are you taking this substance as well? What? No. <laughs> Is this Delta 8? No, it's not Delta 8. So, old man, are you suggesting that Tom Brady is taking a substance that is helping him but not illegal by the NFL? Yes. Okay. So we needed to know. Can uh, where did you hear this from, old top? I read it. Where? Where? <laughs> Newsmax.com. Oh God, please. <laughs> Fox News. Sean Hannity. Oh, there it is, right there. Hashtag Fox Boo. News. That's gonna be on the fucking podcast. No. Fuck no. <laughs> can I quit a second time? Yes, you can. No. What a dork. So, so, I just want... This is... It's a PSA, really. <laughs> we started that conversation off with Tom Brady, me jokingly, saying Tom Brady is an alien, and Andy took it to the full-on extreme that he's taking PEDs or what old man says. He's All I know is that substance. his cheekbones are in a different place in August of 2022 than they were in July of 2022. That's all I know. The more you know. And knowing is half the battle. Oh my god. I it is very strange. It's it's kind of a, it's out of character for a guy like that. And remember when we we Is sp- it? Yeah. Well, maybe not, maybe at his age. I don't know. Maybe he was checking out old folks' homes where after he retires. <laughs> he was already deflating balls. They were already watching practice. I, th- I, th- I don't want to give cred- credibility to Andy's fucking wackadoodle idea, but... <laughs> wackadoodle. Yeah. I, I don't think it was. I, I think we mentioned it a couple podcasts ago, and I hope it's not true, that uh, Tom Brady's mother had, had cancer in the past, and I hope that's not the reason why he went and visited her. 
Oh, fuck, man. That's a, like, I know. It's a kind of a downer, and I'm, I'm just throwing it out there because we don't know. But at the same time, he did come back looking like a different human being. Tom, like he was a crab, like crab person from South Crab people. Um, well, Tom, if that's the case, I apologize on behalf of El Cabron. Um, he is an idiot, as are we all idiots on this podcast. Yes, we are. Um, I just want to take this time, since I caught myself in a cough or clearing my throat, (laughs) I feel like I need to owe this time to 3Chai. Please check out 3Chai on our Twitter page, at AskCasters, or on our YouTube page, AskCasters. And uh, hit us, or hit the 3Chai link, click on it. They have amazing Delta 8, Delta 9, THO, um... Anything that will help you with your anxiety, your sleeping. Um, some stuff will give you energy. Some will help you to put you to bed. Uh, they have everything, and they're really helpful. So give them a shout out on Three Chai on the Twitters. Can I ask you a question about Three Chai? Hell yeah, my brother. What is your favorite thing that you have ordered from Three Chai? Um, they sent me a pack of they were twenty five milligram Delta Eight gummies, yeah. and they like they were like they were so nice. They just sent them to me for free, right? Because they're amazing people and they're amazing sponsors. And you didn't share. Nope. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really enjoyed those over the weekend. Yeah. Um, what flavor were they? They're oh. strawberry. Ooh, yeah, it was good. good. It was good, man. And like they don't have the and like some of them had like a nasty aftertaste because they put on like mm-hmm. the the sub. I don't know if, what it's called, the substrate or so whatever. I don't right. know. But they put the crap on like the weed stuff or the mm-hmm. stuff that gets you feeling good right. on top of the uh, the Jello stuff, which kind of makes it taste like shit. Right. Three chai ain't about that life. They'll give you the good shit, the good gummies. They'll taste like normal gummies, so don't have them around your kids. Uh, because then they'll be wonked, but anyway. <laughs> or, or do, so they go to bed. But no, I'm kidding. Don't do that with your children. If you are looking to wonk your kids in a legal and safe manner, use Benadryl. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's what it was used on me. <laughs> Don't worry about it, babe. <laughs> By the way, in my uh, my travels throughout the state of Kansas, I, uh, I found out as I made it to a, I think it's called an Easy Go was the place I was at. I don't know. Like a gas station? Yeah, gas yeah, station. I've seen those around. They had, uh, they had these little tubes of pickle juice. Yeah. And they... What the fuck? They did. They, I've, they, I've seen it. I can verify that. They, uh, they called them um, hydration and recovery... I know a lot Pickle of... juice is really good for recovery. Yeah. Tyree Kill made this famous in the NFL, actually. Well, that's why like they it goes... It in a sideline. Like, I did. Yeah, you're supposed to have it after hydration. Like right. after you eat exactly a, what he said. After you eat a sandwich or something, the acidity cleanses your palate. You know, another thing I've seen recently on the sidelines is a lot of people eating mustard. Have you seen that? Like out of mustard packets as well. I don't know what that entails. I've seen more people drink pickle juice than mustard packets, but that's a new kind of that I've seen. This seems for, like for, fucking bad bar tricks on the sideline, I know, man. I know. It's like, <laughs> no, no, no. I swear to God, if you if you mix your Mountain Dew with your uh, with your Natty Light, it tastes a lot better. Which is a new thing, too. Guys, and I'm not promoting alcoholism because I've struggled with it, but Andy I thought will. he was getting ready to say, I don't promote mustard. Oh, I don't promote <laughs> mustard either. Actually, I do. I love mustard. Um, <laughs> you gross motherfucker. What? You don't like mustard on yeah. a, like a nice cold turkey sandwich? No, I, I put mayo. 
God, you're fucking dis- you're no, more disgusting than me. No, I'm for wa- fucking mayonnaise. No, I, yeah, I put we're mayonnaise. not getting into this conversation right now. But. That's fine. So anyway, we're okay. So we've ended up in a weird place here. Been talking about a whole bunch of topics. We think Tom Brady might be an alien. I think that actually got started because we were talking about fantasy football. So. Uh, is there anything regarding Tom Brady or fantasy football that we still want to talk about, or can we merge into the fact that Caden Slovis is a terrible college football quarterback? I think we can transition to that since you know college football just started off the last couple weeks. <coughs> we, I think what Jim Rome called last week, uh, week zero, and this is week yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're officially back into the college football season. So, yeah, we can go ahead and start talking about him. Okay, fair enough. So in, in week zero, we were actually podcasting live, and Nebraska, which was an 11-point favorite against Northwestern, both teams were fucking garbage last year. And guess who won that game? It was not Nebraska. Northwestern for the win. Uh, it, Scott Frost record now... Overall, coach of Nebraska is 15 and 30. Now, the the stats I'm going to give you right now are not exact, but bear with me. You know, 33% gets you in the Hall of Fame, but only in baseball, Scott Frost. That is that, that is true because you'd be way north of the Mendoza line, but go. that that is cool. Yeah. So, Scott Frost would have to win his next 50 games. And he would still not have a higher winning percentage than the previously fired Nebraska coach, Bo Pelini. <laughs> Unbelievable. How? Okay. Ask casters and people that I'm over here visiting with. How long <laughs> is the leash for Scott Frost? How much longer are they going to give him? He, he can't go more than half. I mean... Fuck. If he starts shitting the bed like he already has been, he doesn't make he's the season. He's been shitting the bed but since he, I mean, the day he arrived. We're giving him new sheets. It's a new year. Ugh. But he he already shit the bed. Bunch of shit hogs. <laughs> I, I mean, let's see how shitty he gets. You, Julian. Like a shit hog. <laughs> like a shit hog. <laughs> if you can't... Okay, maybe you can pull this up, Scrub. Let's 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 just take a look at Nebraska's schedule, because I know they're gonna. We looked at a game that they've got early in the year. I think it's their game three or game four. So so their oh. first game was against Northwestern. Loss. Lost. Next game this week is against North Dakota, who is better hockey than they are at football. That's an FCS team, by the way. And next week three is Georgia Southern. Okay, so and week four. This is the one I'm thinking of. Oklahoma, and they play at, they play Oklahoma at home. Ouch. Yes. Ouchie, ouchie, ouchie. A rejuvenated Oklahoma. I like too. Nebraska in that one. So let's go. Oh, shut up. Shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> so Nebraska's two and two. Let's just walk through this, Shannon. So Nebraska's two and two by that point. Let's keep going through the schedule. <clears throat> Indiana's next after that. So they're they might lose to fucking Indiana. Yeah. Then they're at Rutgers. Oh, hold on. I, I, I do have a cool stat for our Askasters. Indiana University is about to be the first D1 program with 700 losses in D1 football. Congratulations. That's it, impressive. That sounds like something the Philadelphia Phillies did in Major League Baseball, like 10,000 losses or some weird shit like that. Didn't they? I think that's right. Yeah. They're pretty futile. Yeah. So anyway, continue. So Indiana. Uh, then they're at Rutgers. 
Rutgers is probably as good as Nebraska is. Yeah. Then at Purdue. Based off of what we saw last night, loss loss. for Nebraska. Then they play Illinois back at home. Um, I would hope. Is Lovey Smith still with I think Illini, I think they got a little uh, a resurgence to finish maybe like middle of the Big 12 or Big 10. Uh, Big 12, I would say they changed things. Can somebody check who the coach of Illinois is? Because it was Lovey Smith, but for some reason I'm not quite sure if he's still there. He hasn't done a great job since he's been there. Like I would, if we looked at his record at Illinois, I think it's probably like TJ four seasons Mm -hmm. long and he's, he, can't. I don't think he's at 500. Oh. Let's say he won't provide that on ESPN. Thank you for nothing. And I'm not quite sure what Lovey Smith's connection was to the University of Illinois. No, you're wrong. It's Brett Bielema. Oh, that's right. I forgot Bielema's there now. As of this year, last year, the year before? Uh, it says fucking right now. Well, I got that part. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, since when? Yeah, that's what yes, he's asking. Yes, when, when did Lovey Smith transition to Brett Bielema? Oh, that's like... Um... Fucking hate all of you. Wait. This elevator ride provided to you by... So he was at... Brett Bielema was at the Giants. I know that's not what you asked for. It's not. Oh, my Lanta. <laughs> don't, we, pretty... don't we pay for some fancy service that's supposed yeah. to give us this shit? Well, hold on. We have been. Hugh Jackson? Oh, my God. You you forgot <laughs> something again. Three chai ad right now. Do a three chai read. If you can ever confuse Lovey Smith with Hugh Jackson, you should try threechai.com. They have great Delta 8, Delta 9, and Delta 10 products that would make you think that these people are the same. So, okay. Jesus. I found this quicker, apparently, than TJ, but Lovey Smith, his quote-unquote era was from 2016 to 2020. Brett Bielema took over in 2020. Do you guys know where Lovey Smith is? Uh, let me guess, home. Nope, he has an actual head coaching job where he's paid millions of dollars. Liberty University. Oh, that's right. I know where now. Where's he at? Shawe? The Houston Texans. Head coach. Yeah. Lovey Smith, Smith is the current coach of the Houston Texans? Yeah. Head coach. Current head coach of the Houston Texans. On February 7th, 2022. No. Wikipedia wouldn't lie. Oh, my God. Well, the, la- the year before, he was the associate head coach and defensive coordinator there. Wow. I know. Whose beard is better, Lovey Smith's or Mike Tyson's? Mike Tyson's. Mike Tyson's. Okay, can uh, I throw Ed Reed's in there, too? Ed Reed's pretty good, too. Yeah. <sighs> well, remember... Is- Okay, we, we've gone way off track, but is Romeo Cornell still with the Houston Texans? No, can I think he, no, he retired. He retired recently. Can we use our fancy technology to find out? If I hope true? TJ can find out and doesn't look up, like, Clint Jackson or some weird random person. <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about, boys. All right, we got Kirk Herbstreet here. Um <laughs> <laughs> His last coaching debut, uh, or ending, I don't know what you want to call it. He was Debuts with, and endings would be different, but continue. Well, it was all one and the same. 2020, he was with Houston. Uh, he only was there fucking 12 games, and he won four of them. 
So where's he at now? That's what we just asked. He's he's done. That okay. was last okay. year. Does it okay. say at the end he's Wait, done? I said he retired. He's okay. done. Right. That was it. Okay. All right. Okay. Just All making right. sure we didn't hear about Kirk Herbstreet. Kirk Herbstreet retired in right. 1993. So, so anyway, that was <laughs> Illinois. So so this goes back to our original Nebraska. schedule. Thank you. Okay, yeah. we're on we're on. Okay, point. so after Illinois, Nebraska plays Minnesota. Minnesota, Minnesota will crush them. Minnesota. Minnesota will kill them. Then they go to Michigan. Michigan will kill them. Then they play home against Wisconsin. Wisconsin will kill them. And Dude. then at, or at Iowa. That finishes their I schedule. Will, Iowa will kill them. So what? They win maybe two, three, four games at the most of the year? Jesus. Nebraska wow. is a shell of its former self. Yeah, like, are they still giving the black shirts out? Because they shouldn't. It, it should be. A, it's more of a black hole for college the, football. No, no. This is funny he says this. Right. Like, now, a, I'm going to say probably like five years ago, they actually quit giving their defensive players black shirts because of how shitty they were. And they, and they probably was like, well, that's a different era, so we got to make our own stuff. Eventually they brought it back, but there was a time. When there were no black shirts because they weren't worthy of it. That's sad. That's really sad. They threw away a tradition because they were that, that fucking bad. <laughs> well, I mean, if I still think they should continue the black shirt tradition, right. just like, like you know how they make shirts for the Super Bowl loser, just donate them to the poor. <laughs> I, <laughs> I just solved that fucking problem, America. Man, you are just. Solving he, problems left and right. Even if I was running around in Ethiopia, I probably wouldn't want a Nebraska shirt. Yeah, I, I no, I wouldn't either. It would attract the sun. I mean, if it was a black shirt, like you're out in Africa, you should stop right now. <laughs> I'm glad Andy put things into my mouth. Oh my god! I'm just saying. Are you? Are you now? Are you now? Okay, so Nebraska sucks. Uh, moving into other things that we saw from college football. Man, there was a Pittsburgh. Pitt, Pitt took a step back last night. I don't care if they won that game or not. They played West Virginia. Pitt is not the number 17 team in the nation. Caden Slovis sucks. Uh. He, he was like 16 of 24, had a touchdown, no interceptions. Pass for over 300 yards. But his ball looks just, and it's late, and it's slow release. And it, it looks like the last year of Peyton Manning's career. Yeah, just, I think that is a great that, analogy. Yeah. That just, 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 it, it, there is nothing impressive about his his uh, throwing prowess. And then he holds on to the ball too long, I'm trying yeah. to figure out like why USC has been so bad the last the last few years. I wasn't quite sure how big of a problem Caden Slovis was. I now have I have more confidence in my bet about USC over nine and a half games than I have than I ever have. Caden he sucked. He's not good. Oh my god. Okay. I'm just looking at his completion percentage <clears throat> the last four years. So his first year in at USC, his completion percentage was seventy one point nine percent, almost seventy two percent. Then the next year, 2020, was 67 percent. Then 2021, 65%. And now yesterday, 66.7. And I think early on he had Michael Pittman Jr. to throw to, who yeah. was just fucking murdering Pac-12 or Pac-14 or Pac-7 right. defenders. So he's got his 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 best statistical year obviously is his freshman year. When he threw 30 touchdowns, nine interceptions, 
his uh, so in three three uh, three thousand five hundred yards. Excuse me. So there there was literally and Scrud will attest to this. There was a play when we we knew it was getting to like third and long, and I said, "Watch this. Here comes something <laughs> and terrible." And they ran that out and route he, on and the And he yeah. almost threw a fucking interception. And fucking, I don't know who their fucking offensive coordinator is, but Slovis does not have the arm to make that throw. He cannot make that. I'm sorry, but he cannot make the out route throw, especially when it's past 12 yards. No. So I, I guess Pitt, as the number 17 team, I guess last night they beat West Virginia. Good for you. We're not sure how good West Virginia is. What a they, what a fight that was, though. What a fucking back and forth game, at least. But yeah, I agree with that. And and Pitt wins that game on a pick six. So to uh, actually to your point, uh, TJ, that they had. JT, what was his name? The JT old, Daniels. The old quarterback from Georgia. Georgia. Slang Georgia. It. But, uh, man, that Pitt, I, I think Pitt's going to be one of those teams that's just going to bounce in and out of the top 25 the whole year. He they won't also, get too high, won't get too low. Yeah, he also played at USC in 2019. JT Daniels? Yeah. I'm Maybe a, that's what I, whoa. Was he at Georgia, though? He was at Georgia from 2020 Georgia. to 2021. Dude, he is a slut. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a slut. <laughs> Holy fuck! He's a slut like your mom. <laughs> uh, is this a uh, Patricia Island? <laughs> you know the good thing about your mom is she gets laid a lot <laughs> by a lot of dudes. Hey, <laughs> y'all, that's a, that's a positive thing nowadays. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm a slut. Hey, you know if you don't if you don't get laid by breakfast, you still have lunch and dinner. <laughs> I love how we run through the same jokes we run through the last three podcasts. Dude, we're, we're apolo- we, our apologies, pa- ass-casters. Uh, we have nothing else to live for. Yeah, it's kind of slow in our world right now. Okay, so I guess we got to move on to other things. So yeah. Oklahoma State, uh, they are really, really good. Their quarterback had six touchdowns, like, Right on the back end of the first half. You mean seventh-year quarterback yes. Spencer Sanders? Yes, yes. He Oklahoma State was up in that game by 40 early. The The fact that they did not cover, okay, so the shame for folks that actually bet on that because the line was 21 and, I think 21 and a half, so you didn't cover if you had Oklahoma State. But they Oklahoma State was so comfortably ahead in that game, everybody was out by the fourth quarter. <coughs> everybody. And, and I think, again, to your point, Schwammy, the what's his name, Mr. Stevens? Yeah, uh, Sanders. Spencer S- Sanders. Spencer Sanders. I think he I think he had five touchdown passes in the first half. Four. Four? Well, he, he threw for four last night. Um, he went 28 for 41, only 68. Did uh, he rush for He must have rushed um, for a couple. Let me see. He rushed last night for 11 attempts, 57 yards. A so. couple touchdowns? Uh, two rushing touchdowns. There's your other four. Right? There you oh, go. Oh, my goodness. So... Oklahoma State looks good. Uh, man, I tell you, in the Big Big Twelve, Big Twelve is going to be interesting. Oklahoma's got a shot. Oklahoma State's got a shot. Baylor. Baylor's got a shot. So Baylor. I've got your Big Twelve news of the fucking evening, okay. ladies and gentlemen. What's that? Uh, let me make sure it's true. Still, hang on a second. At, hang on a second. Yeah, I'm looking at it right hang now. Hang on a second. At 9:55, or at the 9:55 mark in the first quarter. KU. This is an NBC News special report. <laughs> Keep going. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a Big 12 update. At the 9.55 mark in the first period of play. Quarter. 
<laughs> I period. I said period because it's 1922. Tennessee. KU is beating Tennessee Tech 7 to 0. Um, I was telling Andy last night, I have technically been to one college football game, but it was a KU game versus Rutgers, so I really haven't been to a f- college football game. Yeah, that's a fucking cripple fight. And Joel died during the game. <laughs> the infamous Joel. Yeah, he, he doesn't show up to our podcast. Because he's usually dying at fucking football games. <laughs> That, that is the Joel soundbite. Yeah. So Joel is a pasty fellow, and Joel wanted to go to the KU football game a couple years back. Don't burp in the mic. It was there. Anyway, continue. Anyway. <laughs> Joel and I rode up with the top down on like a nice September day. And, again, Joel's really white. Were you riding an Oregon Trail caravan? What were you riding? No, we were riding the Mustang. Yeah. Continue. So it was a nice day in September. And uh, we got into the game, and we like Joel got a few beers in him, and I didn't because, you know, I was, I was driving. And Joel, like, we got into the stands, and the first quarter kicks off, and he goes, I gotta go, man. And I was like, okay, cool. And Joel disappears for a good 10 to 15 minutes. And then I'm like, oh, my God, I got to go check on him. So I text Joel. I was like, hey, are you okay? And he goes, I'm dead. <laughs> so I went back and I looked where Joel was. And he was hanging out by the trash, or not the trash can, <laughs> hanging out by the men's restroom. Hang on, Same thing. He's talking. I have to go grab a trash can. <laughs> <laughs> <This> is- <laughs> that thing comes into use. I know. So, this is the first quarter of the KU game. And he's puking. In the- and he goes, uh, can we go home? <laughs> <laughs> so, we, we drove all the way back and debated about fucking Trump and uh, oh politics God. the whole time. <laughs> and we got him a big glass of water before we left. A, a glass big glass of water. water. That's awesome. So that was my KU college football experience. Man, you really haven't been to any other ones besides that? No, I don't have any friends, man. You're right. You don't have anybody anybody who goes to OU games or anything like that. So KU (laughs) is a favorite by I think thirty one and a half tonight. Um, So that KU is a a favorite against Tennessee Tech. I think it's thirty one and a half. You're full of shit. I I I shit you not. You're full of shit. No, go look it up. Well, it's probably. Why, Why would you think I make these things up? Because I know you. <laughs> so, and also, in our, our other game that we're going to be watching this evening, and by the time this podcast has been posted, we will know the... Well, we will know. We will know. Colorado oh, no. is going to lose to TCU by a minimum of 13 and a half points. Go I don't know what the score of that game is right now. I think it just teed off at the same time KU did. I didn't realize I had a tee time. <laughs> did you find something important? Yeah, KU uh, KU golf is currently playing. <laughs> <laughs> Girls, girls, keep teeing it up. Dun, 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 dun. I forgot who uh, Shania Twain was while She's we were looking Canadian. This up. So speaking of pieces of shit, let's talk about uh, people that actually shit their pants last night. <laughs> Ew. Uh, yeah, so um, if you were watching the Penn State game last night and you watched the after uh, the interviews 
Sean Clifford had a very awkward interview where he said... Who's Sean Clifford? Sean Clifford, the quarterback for Penn State. It was, at the, it was the game at Penn State. Because it was a no, white is that Purdue? No, is that Purdue? Okay. So the game... Maybe it's Purdue. You get it? Because it's like doo-doo, right? Take a fucking take a lap. lap take sorry. take two laps. Uh, so Sean Clifford was being interviewed after his big win, and the rep- I'm a big red dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they do. No, I don't know why that was so not funny. what fucking happened at all. <laughs> That's not what happened by any... If you don't poop your pants and you're a red dog, you say that. Yeah. Oh, what, what did you mean exactly then, bud? Uh, I can't remember. That's <laughs> probably Anyway, um, Sean Clifford, uh, the quarterback for Penn State, somehow I fucking remember that. Thank you, 3Chai. Penetration. <laughs> yes. Penetration State. Sean Clifford had a very... Home of the horniest coach of all time. He he exited for a brief time in the first half. And... Uh, Paterno! Came, came back. Gross. Came back and uh, the reporter asked him, Sean, why'd you leave? And he goes, oh, I had a few uh, injuries and ailments. Uh, 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 and then he like started giggling like a little kid. Because he was still recovering from his poop. Oh, yeah. He clearly <laughs> shit himself. Like, it was not a whiteout. It was a brownout. Um, so he shit himself, came back, and uh, and uh, I guess he went about his day. Um, but I, I... Have you ever shit yourself? So I was just going to go into that. <laughs> <laughs> so... I was just going to go into that. So uh, when I was kind of thinking about Sean Clifford and his predicament. You said, poor bastard. It's happened to me many a time. Back in my days when I was Abigail Fremantle. I wrote that country song. Um, wow. That was Kalen Dodds. Yeah, Kale Dodds. Oh, my bad. Kale Dodds. Sorry, really buddy. So uh, I, I was thinking about this because, like, back in hockey days and like i do like i just leave now i mean i think you're here you're gonna hear a story you've never heard before mostly okay. mostly roller hockey because like you had to like skate to the fucking bathroom oh this is not good. but oh. i remember having where to where was this at skate this south skate, or at yeah what, sluggers. roller city well probably at sluggers too oh i hope it was south of the mason dixon oh yeah. i don't know about that but it could have uh, been very close to the home Oh boy, here's a poop but, story. No, it wasn't a poop. Like I w- I'm pretty sure I pissed myself like during every <laughs> hockey game. Cause like I always have to piss beforehand and I always drink a lot, like a lot of water, and I never had to piss afterwards. So like I was kind of doing some ruminating on this and I oh I'm pretty sure God. I was pissing myself. <laughs> Yes, I have shit myself. But I, aren't, aren't, there, aren't there degrees to shitting yourself? Like, I've never yeah, full on yeah, Solid and liquid. <laughs> <laughs> like, but you know when you, like, you let one go and, like, just a little lit gets out. And, I've like, never done this. You shit in your kitchen. I can't make poops. You you shit in your kitchen. How you were on. Because you said you were in your kitchen and you go, I shit in my kitchen. I probably had my boxers on, hopefully. Well, it leaked through your boxers, apparently. I have, like, 1,200 thread count boxers. What are you talking about? No, you just returned your goddamn sheets because the thread count was too high, didn't you? No, that's because the price was too high. 
well. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, I've never heard that story before. The shitting bird, which no pissing. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> See, he he's not even telling the truth because he started it with shitting himself. And he goes, "Oh, you mean the pissing story?" Well, he's, you start you off with shitting yourself. No, I never shat myself. Like the, yeah, I can name, I can name the five times I've shat myself. <laughs> I can go through them right now. One was in Miss Bachman's class in sixth grade. <laughs> Joel was sitting right next to me, and I blamed it on his sticky Hashtag fuck you, Joel. fuck you, Joel. <laughs> but, yo, he was literally sitting, like, this is the same seat I witnessed 9-11 in. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so he could see he could see a plane blow up many people. That was fine. But something so else might have shit himself. What was shittier, that or shitting yourself? Jeez no, 9-11, like, see, this is the story. Like, this is my thing, though. So like sitting on his stool in Miss Bachman's class when I was right right in front of Joel, <laughs> I shit myself, but it was like only like like a half dollar sized, like because I remember like I, I think I had basketball practice like right after that. Was it was it a firm half dollar? No, it was a it was a pretty leaky one, uh, like kind oh, of like geez. you know when you're trying to get like gack to solidify a little bit. Yeah, I remember yeah, the that's, days. Yeah. That's kind of no, like I that. Remember to- I went to Toys R Us where kids could be. Kids. You never made it. You never made your own gack? No, I bought the pre-made gack. <laughs> what a pussy. Oh, sorry. Anyway, you pooped yourself. Yeah, so that was the first time I shit myself that I remember. Or no, that was the first time I shit myself. The, or that was the second time. The first time I shit... <laughs> That's the second time the I got crabs. The first time I had, I had diarrhea and I was at home and I, and I shit in my Bugle Boy boxers. And I had to throw him away. And you were in the room for some reason. And I had to sneak him out while you were still watching like I MTV. Didn't I probably didn't care. No, I think uh, you were watching some tits on MTV or something like that. He was probably watching the, uh, what was Tila Tequila's show? Arrow. No, it wasn't a rock of love. That was Brett Michaels. Rock of love was Brett Michaels. Uh, a shot at love. Oh, a shot at yeah. love. Oh, yeah. Tequila. Because yeah, yeah. her last name's Tequila. Oh, that's right. right. Allegedly. Because that's her first name and right. last name. Okay, right. that right. makes a lot of sense. She was so hot. Uh, Do you remember? Yeah, that was a great final episode. I don't. Dude, I was. I swear to God, like I watched Game of Thrones. I've watched. I've watched now. I've watched Stranger Things. I've watched a lot of shows. <coughs> My heartstrings were at a, like a rock of love with Brett Michaels. I was so invested. I was. I was like, I understand. He may not be the same man he used to be, but he's still fairly hot. He wears a do-rag, and he speaks coherently. That's much more than we can say for many rockers. Please love him. And they, some of those girls just threw their bodies at him, and he accepted a select few. <laughs> that was very moving. I almost Re- shed a tear right Remember there. when he had them do their dirt, back, dirt bike races in the dirt back? Bark- <laughs> the dirt bark race. <laughs> the dirt bike races in his backyard. Yes! And he's like, yeah, I'm, a, I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. But the one thing about Poison that a lot of people don't know is that they suck. <laughs> no, CC, their guitar, their lead guitar player was fucking money. CC could fucking rip. Everyone else, meh. A mess. Why did we get on to fucking Brett Michaels? I don't know, because we were talking about shit that... Oh, oh we are talking about shit. Oh. <laughs> um, That's basically our podcast. We just talk about shit. Um, those are really the only two times I can remember uh, pooping myself. That's pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Shwammy, have you ever pooped yourself? I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) I don't. I honestly just don't remember. 
See, like, what? Here, here's what's tough to gauge with Schwammy. Is it like he's a full? He's full of shit, is he, what he is. Well, or is he? he or did he defecate it all out on the pillow? So we don't know. So Ew. we we have we have hey, no, you puked on your pillow, bud. I, yeah, I puked, but I didn't shit. Hey, we don't, we don't we know don't that. Know. We don't know. Oh, I know. Oh, it wasn't warm down there. So, <laughs> what do you mean? You should you're, put, like what, your head. You're on puking the out cold shit. There. No, I'm saying no. Like if you shit, it'd probably be warm. It would. Yeah, be but, but it'd be cold. It'd be warm too if it was vomit. I don't know. I don't feel my vomit. When have you ever puked up cold shit? I don't puke shit. You puke puke, you dumb fuck. When is the last time <laughs> you have ever puked liquid materials from your mouth? I'm just not concerned about the actual like temperature of it. I'm just worried about getting it out. To be fair. Oh, man. Um... <laughs> Could, I could I had a projectile. I had a party back in, I had a party back hey. I had a party back in high school that I like I think I literally almost died. I remember that party. Yeah. Yep. So this my, wasn't the same one that John John's like punched way no, in the face with. No, 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 no. Think, before those days. I think okay. uh, Easton was at that one. Yeah, I, went, he was. I went out to a party Sorry, in Andover, Andover, Kansas He's with not. some uh, <laughs> some folks that we will not mention and <clears throat> Um, I, I had known by that time, I think I was probably like sophomore or junior year of high school, I knew I was a pretty good drinker, so I could throw them back, but I didn't quite realize that there was a distinction between beer and hard alcohol, mm-hmm. so I thought... Seriously? Yeah. Or, or like... Yeah. I was oh like, my god. I was like, okay. So I was like, okay, why don't I just, uh, I'm gonna go balls into something called Hot balls Damn. Steel. So before the days of Fireball, there was something called Hot Damn. I, don't I remember Hot Damn. I think it's still out it there. It was in a stoplight originally. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if Hot Damn still exists, but I uh, was uh, out in Andover, Kansas, drinking in a tent, <laughs> and um, we thought we were really cool, and I think we were really cool, but I don't think I was really cool, and I just tried to drink myself mm-hmm. to to happiness. And uh, next thing I know, people are, like, literally, like, picking me up by the elbows and, like, um, we don't know if he's alive or not. And I'm like, oh, this is good. And apparently, like, when you're close to death, you poop yourself. And Mm. guess who pooped themselves by the lake? (laughs) That was a rough shower. Well, (laughs) so, okay, so you pooped, and I remember you saying you slept in a tent. I did. So, did you shower the next morning? No, I showered immediately. Like, they pulled me from the lake. So did they shower you? <clears throat> I was able to shower myself. Were you able yeah. to stand up by yourself? Yeah, I took... The whole shower was by myself. All right. That's so impressive. It was really weird. So, I, when, you, when you're close to a lake... There's <laughs> Remember not- the beginning of Apocalypse Now, where he's been on a bender... And they finally wake him up to go on mission, mm-hmm. and they fucking throw him in the bathtub, and he goes, ah! I'm imagining that's what it was like. No, no one really asked me to do any of those things. We were back in high school, and they are like, is this really possible? <laughs> and I was like, uh, I You did know. what? So, yeah. So, I, I don't think, like, the funny thing was, I think I was so drunk that I wasn't even embarrassed that I pooped myself. I was like, eh. Did you understand you put, I mean... I did. Well, I heard that they're like, oh, it smells like shit. It's probably him. And I was like... <laughs> and then that carried with you the whole, your whole life. As I'm being carried to a shower. So this is all starting to make sense. 
But I was able to take the shower by myself. I was a big boy that day. That was a, that's a good day. Yep, those clothes are lost forever. You came home wearing Sacred Heart gym shorts. Or no, gym, no the, uh, they were not gym shorts. They were uh, Sacred Heart University or college, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. We were um, a big fan that night. Uh, sweatpants. <laughs> yep. And Sacred, Sacred Heart. I, I hit my Sacred Shart horts pretty hard. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have well a shard over at Sacred Heart? <laughs> I think that was where I was at that night. I pooped in Sacred Heart. <laughs> Sacred Heart Andover. <laughs> oh, not with the nuns. <laughs> oh, None of sh- your business. Shwami, what's the time on this? Should we wrap up? I feel we've had a good podcast, but eh, I keep going a little Andy, bit. that's just you. You've had a long day, bud. Okay, so let's talk about TCU Colorado. Uh, what time is it? Now it's happening now. All right, let me pull it so, up. as we've uh, as we oh, I think this is probably a good segue into the fact that we can finally legally bet in the state of Kansas. Yes, it's, it's exciting. And you two took a trip down to we, good old Mole Vegas. We to check out the sports book. We did. Break. We did. And one of the things that we came with uh, came away with immediately, Schwammy, mm-hmm. was the fact that even though you. Are not a huge better. I think you would enjoy sitting in those cool blue leather chairs mm-hmm. and watching an OU game with us on the weekend. I told you I I don't gamble, but I am all for going to a sports book because there's so much to watch and so much going on. I just fucking love that atmosphere. Yeah, and and, and, and that- okay, so so to ask this question since I haven't been yet. At the casino there, how big is the, the the venue that the sports book is at? Like, how much does it take up? Not it, very much. It's not okay. So where where is it at compared to where the gaming floor? So is? So when you walk in from the north entrance. So the, yeah. So if you're coming down from Tin Wichita, Lounge. yeah, it's right by the Tin Lizard Lounge. It's, it's literally yeah, like it's right the there. Lizard. Like it's it's right there. Like you can walk from the fucking yeah. sports betting area. To the Tin Lizard and maybe make three steps. Okay. If you are a good point guard running this drill in sixth grade, you got to get down the floor quick, boys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of underwhelming then? It isn't. It, like, it is and it isn't. Like, it's perfect for that kind of casino. It's, it's perfect. It is. It's, it's, you're not going to Vegas. I understand that, but at but the same time, how many games are going to be on that we want to watch? That You know what I mean? They had enough. I mean, they had enough. How many would you say? How many monitors? 25? I think, I think they, no, I think they split their screen into at a minimum 12 screens. That's it. Nah, it was more than that. Let's oh, Hold on. I'm going to pull oh, this Oh, the Askcasters will love that. Well, fuck. Keep, I'm going to pull it up on the Twitter so, box. But, okay, so the, also, so like any typical sports book, they have the scrolling like betting lines and everything as well yet? Or do they have anything like that to signify or tell you what the lines are? I don't think they did, did they? I thought they had them bef- behind the, the counter. So it's behind the counter but not where the main screens are at. So, so it wasn't it wasn't your traditional colors, I don't think. It wasn't the red and green. Yeah, it wasn't the red, green, and yellow. Or as Joel calls it, blue and purple. Yeah, <laughs> it's unfortunate. Hashtag fuck you, Joel. Yeah, <laughs> you, you call a blind you. piece of shit. Yeah, um, I don't, yeah, yeah, just a piece of shit, Joel. Um, <laughs> uh, I think behind the little cashiers, I think they, I thought they had some live odds. I think they had, yeah, they had live odds. And, like, above the cashier, they had live odds, but it wasn't your traditional. But not above where the monitors or the TVs are at, where they usually are. No, no, I wouldn't say that's normal. The ones I've seen, they are. 
Like, if you go to, like, the Luxor or Excalibur... Hell, even Excalibur. They're always... Excalibur's off to the side. I thought it was above... Last time I remember when I was there, it was above where the, all those TV screens were. So you could see it as you're sitting and watching the game, so you can see what the lines are. I would say incorrect. Excalibur's okay. is really small. Yeah, so you'd have, like, typically in a, in a Vegas casino, you'd have the multi-television screens, and you'd have the live betting... Uh, digital display to the side, okay. and typically that digitally that digital uh, thing is behind the cashiers. Okay, I for some reason I thought it was above the where the TVs are. It's on Andy's uh, uh, Zuckerberg. Okay, Andy's Zuckerberg. You know what that means. By the way, ask casters what they're looking. Oh, this I see it now. Okay, so it is like it's its own separate screen to the side. For some reason, I thought it was like a scrolling one that went across the top. Oh no, they're okay. Not that, they're so not that cool. uh, I was mistaken. Okay, not that cool. cool, cool, cool. So they've got like about a trillion kiosks, so you can uh, you can place your bets, and God damn it, at you least suck, Andy. It, it, what what did I do? <laughs> your fucking Facebook, your picture. What's you didn't even get picture? the goddamn TVs. No, I was trying you to get that in the background. Fuck you. Look, you get a little bit of both. Yeah, but no one gives a shit about the fucking blue corner. We'd like to see the televisions. Oh, man. Busting the balls, man. Oh, man. Balls. It's just tough. But anyway, so... I was really impressed. Okay. Um, it was, it's, I, I'm excited to have a football weekend with youth... Well, fuck Carlos. Carlos didn't know. So, uh, Carlos in here. Carlos, Carlos in here. He ain't here no more. He ain't here no more. So we'll do uh, a good old Oklahoma versus Texas. Go uh, head on down there. And if I don't t- make a quick trek down to Dallas for that game. Well, then we'll last year's do- game was fucking electric. The first, the first ever game I went to Oklahoma and Texas was fucking See, awesome. See, that's how you fucking do it, boys and girls. So. Uh, scrotum is showing Schwammy. See your point though. I think it's like TV twelve. That's, That's twelve thought, or fifteen. I thought it was. I, I thought it's it was kind of hard to tell what I'm looking. I at. thought it was. A well, those are the televisions that say FanDuel. Right. So they're three tall. And that's at least four wide, right? That's three by 12. four. I see twelve in there, but that's it. Uh, it's either twelve or fifteen. And then what is this? A booth, right? Yeah. Here? So they had yeah they had like a little booth so you could sit on like a bar like a bar stool. Okay. And you could plug your phones in or your computers or your e-cigarette or whatever it may have you. Um, and then they below that, they have the uh, lounge chairs. Um, nice, plush, leather. <laughs> Fleather. Fleather. Leather. Fleather. I don't know. I didn't sit good on Good old them. Pleasures. Hey! Herbert hey. Rowe. Gives us a good idea tonight. Pleasures Leathers. Oh, boy. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so here's here's a... I went on Kansas Star to go look at it. So okay, that's not yeah, yeah. Sure. Fucking not give us some bad. credit, man. That's not too bad. I thought it was gonna be a little bit more. I don't know. Well, you thought wrong. I thought it was gonna be a little bit bigger. That's what it's she said. Not. But it, you know, it's not bad for for Kansas. That's not bad. Hey, but uh, hashtag Fanduel. We'll uh, we're probably gonna talk to you guys a little bit. Hey, Fanduel. Hey, Barstool Sports. Hey. DraftKings. Come on, Pin Gaming. We are looking at you guys. Um, our, we're, we're quite honestly, we're pretty dry. Uh, the the DMs are dry. Um, Been fucked by many a men. Dry I am. I don't think that was English. Uh, <laughs> was that Tiffany McGregor? Tiffany McGregor. <laughs> I'm drier than a fucking sif. So <laughs> she called in today to Rome. I heard that. That was great. So. 
God, fuck. Um, anyway, back to anyway, back to promoting all the uh, gambling shit. Yeah, our DMs are pretty dry. FanDuel, Barstool, um, <laughs> Toadstool, DraftKings, yeah, yeah. Toadstool, Toadstool, Luigi's Mansion part three rainbow road um so guys if you would like a official podcast of of kansas sports betting uh give us a call or not it's your decision <laughs> <laughs> um that's that's our that's our pitch interesting he asked you to call because i think you're gonna have to hit us up electronically otherwise because i'm the only nerd that actually takes phone calls around here right aren't you guys all on your rss feeds etc who cares about it? anyway let's move on let's talk about we got to move on and talk about what's happening this weekend ohio state notre dame let's talk Ooh. about this let's talk about this now scrode you who have also been i i exposed you as a guitarist for a band that you don't know, the old Scroats. Did you see that today? Did you post that anywhere? No, I kept that confidential. But that anyway. was in our own group chat. Well, I mean, anyway, so you cast Scroats. the Scroats out of the, the bag. People are just pretty much copying the name, but that's okay. So let's uh, let's talk about what your expectations are. Ohio State, Notre Dame. The line seventeen and a half. So the line right now is actually sixteen. Um, so if you would like to bet Notre Dame to cover the money line, uh, you are getting plus 55. I, I mean, you're... The money line or the spread? The money line is 550. Okay. Um, yeah, but the spread's down to 16 points. I, I think that's going to come down a little bit more where it should. I think it'll be a 14-point game. Uh, so if you can get your bet in right now and you believe it is the under like myself, get that in right now on FanDuel or, nice. or DraftKings or Barstool Sportsbook yeah. or Boyd Gaming yeah. or, I don't know. MGM. <laughs> oh, MGM. Yeah, I tweeted at them today. Those Or Caesars. See, I don't know if Caesars is in Wichita. Are they? Who cares? Let's just... Oh, or, or Caesars. Caesars. <laughs> That's it. That's all I had. <laughs> or Dafabet if we're in Scotland. RIP. Ooh, oh, yeah. hashtag. I don't know why I said RIP. They're, they're doing fine. Um, <laughs> that is my prediction. <laughs> um, that's my prediction. Uh, I think it's going to be a two-touchdown game. I would bet the under. And Schwammy. Well, Oklahoma takes on UTEP this weekend. Ooh, exciting. I know. Where I'm on ESPN right now, the odds of OU winning is 98.6%. As they um, say the spread for OU is minus 30 and a half. Over-under is 57 points. So, no money line or anything like that on here yet. But uh, as an OU fan, I'm excited to see, you know, Brent Venable's team come in and see what they can do. Uh, it's a complete, pretty much overhaul of OU the last couple of years. And I'm excited to see D Dylan Gabriel, who's come in from UCF um, as quarterback, and see... No what wonder he can we do. had the UCF reference earlier. I know, He's right? A UCF guy. You see the tie there? I nodded that one up. I don't remember. It's all right. I all do. Right. That's I, fair. I, I, but no, I'm I'm excited to see excited to see a lot of the changes that for for OU. Uh, and it seems like it's a rejuvenated uh, program at this point as well. There's a lot of moving parts, not only on the field but off the field a lot of things that uh, a lot of the alumni and uh contingent are pushing for 
as far as um, OU's kind of um, facilities are concerned as well. But uh, aside from that, I'm just excited to get the, the Brent Venables uh, era going in, in uh, Norman here. Are, are you optimistic? Very optimistic. Now, um, once they get to, they as in Oklahoma gets to the SEC, I do not anticipate them being successful right away. That's just, that's a whole nother animal going from the Big 12 to the SEC. Now, the opportunity for a lot of kids to go play at Oklahoma or Texas where they may not get playing time elsewhere in the SEC may be... You know, it may, may be something that a recruit would like to try to get there and try to be getting a starting position, but it's gonna it's gonna take some time. So I, the next couple of years are gonna be interesting. But I I love Venable's energy going into the program and just like rejuvenating everything and coming off of a, a new uh, hiring a new coach. The alumni have also raised over a hundred million dollars in. Uh, money for the athletic a hundred million dollars yeah and that, I, th- I thought okay. he, i thought he was biden's press secretary talking about I how know. we got 100 million dollars <laughs> but yeah i for for ou that's i'm gonna say it's a lot but i mean it's a lot than, more than they've had in the recent yeah baby mm-hmm. yeah. who exactly. throws a shoe honestly they're, they um looking forward to next year, and Shaw, you brought up recruiting. With the turnover at coach, with the turnover at quarterback, I'm sure there's other turnover somewhere. <laughs> they're, they're still pulling in right now the number six recruiting class Which is one of the highest that they've had in a long time, if not ever. Yeah, and it's only going up. Their previous ranking, according to ESPN 300, was number 12. Venables is a great recruiter. Like, he is such a rah-rah guy, you know, pro... As Bob Stoops would say, program guy. Program. Program guy. Program guy. But it, it's going to be interesting to see the transition. I always give any program about four years to see how well they do or how you know how consistent they stay after they get a new head coach, i.e. look at Nebraska, um, and see how, if any, if there's any change, good or bad. So, but I mean, obviously, excited for just a new era to see what happens with OU. Um, Baylor, I think, is Baylor's going to be good. Again. Baylor's going to be going to be the toughest. I think the OU plays the entire year, and of course, K State always gives OU fits. So, um, but no, no Texas. You think? I mean, man, I don't know. Texas is always, as the kids would say, sus nowadays. I, I just I just can't trust what kids say that they well say, if you play really among us yeah yeah if you, yeah, if you, if you play you know Fortnite not bad Jesus is that really on Fortnite that well, it's everywhere yeah but anyway no I I just I I, I can never trust Texas because remember when uh, Ellinger said Texas we're back yeah no no they were not back well I mean they have a really good recruiting class coming in in 2024. Um, mm-hmm. They have, uh, I think it's Arch Arch Manning coming in. He will. He will mm-hmm. be next year. Next year. Yeah, twenty twenty four, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, they have also uh, Malik Muhammad coming in as the number forty four recruit. Um, they're number three in the twenty twenty four class, boys and girls. Texas is doing Texas things on the recruiting side. Right. Will it translate to wins? 
That is yet to be seen. Dude, I mean, you have to think. It's a Manning kid. If things go south for him, as far as the program, not if Manning sucks, but if Texas gets off to a bad start and it's not his fault, I don't see him staying at Texas that long. Probably not, but at the same time, I mean, it just, I don't know. It, Texas has always hyped up their classes and saying, oh, we have some of the best recruiting that we've had in a while in the recent years, and they just, they've fallen flat. Oh, shit, that was 2023 class. I'm sorry. Yeah, but still, I mean, to your point, they, I mean, they, they always have pretty decent classes, but they just have not executed. So, never, I mean, since the Mac Brown era, they haven't done jack shit. Was he fired, or did he retire, or what the hell happened? I think he got fired. I think he got fired, too. <laughs> and now he's doing great things. And every, other, and every other coach after that has been forced out because the alumni have wanted a new coach. The alumni is a, is a big problem for Texas because they have so much say, and yeah. Texas can't say no to all those alumni dollars coming in. It's kind of hard to tell them to back off. Well, I mean, when it's so, that fucking much money, I mean, holy yeah, look, shit. Wow, look at look what it's done for them in the recent years. Nothing. True. They haven't done shit since 06. True. And and to, and to be fair to OU, they, yes, they've played for national titles, but they haven't won shit since 2000. It doesn't matter. Man, I mean, no, they won 2005. Who? Texas. I thought it was 06 when Vince Young played. Yeah, same. No, it was 05. I mean, it was 05 season, 06 was the year. I got you. Because that was the same year USC and Notre Dame had the Bush push, which was absolute Ah, bullshit. Don't get me all aggravated. Um, Back to that 2005 championship game, though. That was the best football game I have ever seen in my whole fucking life. I was working. Wow. I didn't even see it. Really? It was the best football game I have ever seen. I don't I don't even think I watched it. That was are you guys are you you're, fucking okay, serious? But you're right. Oh five. Um I I was I think at that time I was getting paged or something, but I I, I knew that the game was on the calendar, but can I, I, did, I my page get some beeps in here? Yeah. So I get some beeps. <laughs> so but yeah, um, they have Texas hasn't done shit since Mac Brown era when they won the Big Twelve Conference in ninety six oh five and oh nine. So, so, couple things, quite a few things actually, and then maybe we'll wrap this thing up. So, talking about recruiting, I'm gonna go back to USC. U- USC has a gold mine on their hands right now. They're a national recruiting program. And now they've got somebody that's reinvented the transfer portal. So what what USC is going to do this year is going to be amazing. Uh, to your point on Texas, Texas is in flux. It, it is the weirdest fucking pro... They also are able to nationally recruit, but they... They haven't done shit since they beat USC. I know. So they're they're kind of in that same weird fucking. And they're quite honestly, there's there's programs in Texas now that are out recruiting Texas. Like mm-hmm. it. Like, Texas A and M is Baylor, out recruiting Texas. Baylor, Texas A and M, Baylor, Baylor. Uh, it yeah they they have an interesting problem on their hands. Yeah, it's very unique. But to, to your point with UFC, um, USC, sorry. Um, they're going to get a, 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 a great quarterback, Caleb Williams, who's transferring from OU to USC, who last year came in for a <clears throat> disgruntled 
Spencer Rattler, or Rattled Rattler, if you would. Whoa! Take a lap. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty terrible. But the thing is, like. Fucking rooks. Yeah. But Caleb Williams is a fucking dog. He is a he is a gamer. He's a dog. He he a dog. I mean, he he plays his ass off to the last whistle. My only concern is now is he's going to have a full season underneath his belt. How he's going to handle that kind of pressure? Don't get me wrong. Coming into not only a to OU backing up and then coming becoming the starter, but also doing doing it during the Red River rivalry game. Huge weight on your shoulders to come back from that. This is another. This is a different animal where you're going to a new school. Yeah, you keep the same coaches for the most part. You have Lincoln Riley behind you, but I, I don't know. Pac-12 versus Pac or Big Twelve. It's. I mean, they're both fucking garbage. Who? Both conferences. I didn't say they were great. Yeah, I'm just. I'm just. I was just saying that it's just. You know, how is he gonna fare with that? I. I, I they, think. I think Caleb Williams is gonna be fine, but. With. Lincoln Riley bringing his coaching staff to USC. They may have one of the better offenses in the nation, but their defenses are still going to be around the 70, 60th ranked like they were in OU. I mean, in the Pac-12, yeah, that's probably going to you know win them a lot of games. They're going to be fine, but when it comes down to games that matter, it's it. it how well are they going to perform? Well, and hasn't I've I mean seen that for I know you for the last five six years it's 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 been you know it's so goddamn and you know just frustrating. I, th- I think we've come full circle here. Mm-hmm. Um, Lincoln Riley, I think he also noticed that to compete with the big boys, you need to you need to load up on your offensive and defensive lines. He started doing that more so towards his towards the end of his tenure at Oklahoma. <laughs> I don't think he will have any problem recruiting on that side of the ball at USC, and that's he's a, no, he's a great recruiter. I'll yeah. give him that, and he is very raw, raw kind of guy. But so he has a pipeline now. Still a snake. He has a pipeline in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. He has a pipeline in Texas. Texas. I don't know if the he's pipeline. Got, he's got. A, he's got a pipeline in Florida. And, and now he's got one in fucking LA. Yeah, but now you also he has another problem. I know you said Oklahoma. I don't know if he still has a pipeline in Oklahoma. He, well, but okay. let me continue with this. He was still telling people around the time of the Baylor game, which is apparently when he was meeting with USC, that he was going to stay at OU. And the following month he said, I'm telling recruits, I'm going to be at OU, going to be at OU. A week before he and they announced that he was going to USC, I'm staying at OU, I'm staying at OU. And then a week after, he said he gets announced as a new head coach. How much trust, if you are a parent or whatever, or a student trying to go to play for him, do you trust someone like that? And I get it, like, oh, he's not going to move from there. Okay, but he's not going to move. But is he going to promise you I don't playing think, time? I is don't. He gonna, I mean, can you trust someone like? I that? don't think parents are even looking at that anymore when it comes to recruit or when it comes to getting their kids into schools. Are they? No. Are you sure? No, because they're, I mean, as long as you get your, I think the as a parent, and it's big time sports, it's it's specialized, it's, it's. It's not, oh, hold on. It's business. Just say what it is. It's it not is, specialized it sports. Well, it, I mean. It's fucking business. That's all it is. I mean, it's business, though, from when the kids are 10 and up. Fair enough. I'm just, I. 
That's how it is. But let, let's not play this game of it's it's kind of sports and that the I've universe, never Andy the university has some type of pull into what decisions may or may not. It's fucking business. The end. The end. No one's saying it's not business. Okay. Yeah. No one's no one's saying it's not business. Um. With, uh, yeah, at the end of the day, when you have that kind of recruiting pipeline that he does, and he still has Oklahoma, um, and he's young, he's charismatic, I think the kids know, the kids that are coming into college know that it's a, they have the transfer portal, they have as much, not as much, but they have leverage, just like the coaches do now. The, it's, it, the whole meeting, meeting the kid in the, in the, in the diner, or not the diner, but the, the den, and sitting down with the parents, I, I think that is getting less and less important. I would disagree. Because the, the focus is to get to the next level. The, the, the and no, when it's no, big no. sports, when it's big sports, Andy, it is to get to the next level. Right now in college football, it's to get paid in college. And, he, and funny you mention that because on uh, the Gabe Eichert and Teddy Lehman podcast, they interviewed D.D. Westbrook. He was very on the fence about going to Oklahoma. And one thing, that big thing that swayed him was while he was meeting with the receivers coach from Oklahoma, guess who all of a sudden popped into his mom's house while he was gone? C.D. Lamb. Bob Stoops. Oh. That made a huge impression on him, and he's like, I'm going to OU after that. He went to his house, met his mom, hung out with his mom, wasn't even there. Like, D.D. wasn't there. Bob Soups went and met his mother and talked to him. Huge thing. And not, his mother was like, you you should go there. I'm not saying it doesn't have any place. It, but well, No, it has a huge significance. But the, the personal development factor, I don't think, is anywhere. It's like, to your point, it's a business. There's no point. In, like, there's no... Per- well, there, there is a personal thing. Because if you don't think there's going to be any kind of success or kind of a personal touch, how do you think feel that person is going to help you along the way? If there's no kind of personal... Okay, so if I'm a parent of a five-star athlete, mm-hmm. I don't, and I'm just being honest, I probably don't give a shit about how he's doing in school. If I'm getting not, if I'm getting phone calls and shit, I'm making sure he gets his stuff done. But I know where the money's going to come from. It's from his athletics. Sure, but I think that's different than your original so, point. No, it's not. So when your when your focus is to just get to the league or to go get money at the university, two I just different said things. It. Two I, different no, things. No, it's not because it's still money. Get, get, no, no, no. It's still hey, money. Getting to the league and getting paid in college now are two different things. Two totally different things. Yep. Because we've been saying this forever. We say we say in the NFL, well, why are you going to sign a long term contract? You can't do that because you're going to get fucking injured. Now, now they've scaled it back. Now it's in college. Now in college, you better be you better get paid as a goddamn freshman because you could get you're fucking proving, injured. So now it's about you're proving my point. But but I don't know. You're Am I my point? But the different. Uh, tell me how I'm wrong on this. The NIL part of this. You getting paid as a freshman in college, and no fucking regard if you're worth a shit in the pros is totally. Do you like Nick different. Saban? I'm okay with him. Do you like Nick Saban? I'm okay with him. Do you like Marcus Freeman better? Answer the question. I don't know much about Marcus Freeman. I know oh, a lot okay. about Nick Saban. Oh, okay. So what Saban. about Les? No, not Les Miles. How about Beauchamp Beckler? Well, that was pretty racist too. Uh... 
Pete Carroll. I'm fine with him. Okay. Pete Carroll's going to get your kid to the league, right? Or he's going to pay your kid at USC. Let's just say it's back yeah, to and Reggie, he actually did. Not only is Reggie Bush and his mom's going to drive a Mercedes. I Absolutely. Yeah, got it. And Okay, so USC has that power to give you that, that kind of money. They did back then. They and do now, now it's right? equalized. And Pete Carroll is a fucking likable dude. Right? Yep. Yeah, it, yeah, it helps. If you go to a university like fucking Texas A&M where Jimbo Fisher's a little bit fucking more... More rustly than everyone else. Rustly. What, that Where was are you going to choose? Substitute word for racist. But okay, go ahead. Where would you choose your? Where would you want your kid to go? If I'm a parent, as soon as I'm getting paid, the better. You're proving my point. But I'm you're not. Proving, you did, because you just did. Your point to it was where are we going to end up professionally? That's no, where you and I are. It's money. We're, no, we're, it's about getting paid. That is the goal. Now, that now is it is. The goal. Now, exactly. Now it is. Okay. Okay. So, to your point, that professional aspect, that getting paid at the professional level, has just jumped the this jumped just jumped the ship, and now it's in the college level. Right. The same recruiting, the same recruiting principle for a parent exists. Where is my kid going to get paid? There's no fucking. Uh, there's no. Are you sure this is where we started off this? I don't year? know, man. <laughs> I swear to God, that's where I, I was know. at. You were not. I think the best combination is if you can get paid, and if you have a coach that's not only likable but is willing to work their ass off for you and not for them. So okay, so and not doing the best for your kid and not for look, them personally. I I, I don't want to go down the whole fucking nil thing right now because yeah. that is a whole goddamn other podcast. Yeah. Let, let's let's at least understand where we're at right now. It is coming into play. It just, man, it, it's tough to even see how it's going to be realized at this year. But where it's going to be at two years, three years, four years from now is going to be totally different. And then we can have that conversation later. Okay. But let's 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 move off of the the professional part of it because it's just. It's a garbage conversation because we're going to get into this thing about people getting paid, and we're going to get into. We've already talked about fucking twelve teams in the playoffs. That just an awful conversation. So I'm going to wrap this thing up, put a bow on it, and I'm going to tell you right now: game to watch, Utah, Florida, Utah, the Pac-12 best team in the conference by a mile in the preseason. They're ranked number seven. They have the best offensive line and defensive line, and they are only a two-and-a-half-point favorite against Florida. And I'm going to tell you why they're only a two-and-a-half-point favorite against Florida. Anthony Richardson is fucking amazing. I want to watch. He is the quarterback for Florida. Tomorrow, you and I are talking about what game to watch, and when you want to go, you're talking about watching Ohio State go fucking watch Notre Dame. I don't even want to watch it. It's going to be a bloodbath. And I have a feeling that there's going to be every bit of a spread of 14-plus in that game. Don't need to see it. C.J. Stroud in a sophomore year, a fucking year better, an offensive and defensive line off the hook, and Chris Day is their quarter, like their, their coach. They're going to be amazing. Utah, the Pac-12's week, even though they have the best offense and defense, they are still only a two and a half point favorite against Florida, who was fucking shit last year. The reason it's only two and a half is because Vegas knows Anthony Richardson is a freak. Like he could potentially be the number one pick when it all comes down. 6'4, 
240 and runs a 43. God damn. He is a stud. Be ready for it. It's going to be fun. God. If you haven't heard of him now, I, I hope we put this podcast out quick because he is a freak. Okay, so you brought up Utah. Is Utah the best team in that conference, or is it USC, or is it Oregon? Where my dollars are, are with USC. I think USC is going to turn out to be the best team in that conference. Okay. It doesn't look that way now because you have no reason to suggest why in the world a team that was 4-8 and eight last season is all of a sudden going to beat Utah and Oregon and actually potentially California to that, that, that conversation. But what I have suggested for the last few podcasts is that Lincoln Riley and USC have reinvented the fucking transfer portal, and it is going to be live in action. It already has been. Soon. I mean, he's he's been. He's getting, already Caleb Williams, Caleb Williams, uh, Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts, but but to USC now the transfer portal mm-hmm. to USC, a team that was complete fucking garbage. Why why in the world would we say a team that was four and eight last season is now all of a sudden going to win the Pac twelve? I have. It's going to be them or Utah. It will be. Yep. I I I, I agree. I don't see it being anyone else. Yeah. I, or, Utah has some studs. Those, or, those Utes, man. Or, Oregon's still good. Washington's still good. But, I mean, as far as, like, the true players in that conference, it's going to be fucking Utah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, if we come back to this podcast next week and we talk about Florida beating Utah, I'm not going to be surprised. And Utah's the number seven team in the nation. Yep. Do we want to bring that programming note up to our AskCasters? Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, guys, uh, coming into the college football and uh, NFL season, we're going to switch things up. We're going to actually start recording on Tuesdays instead of Fridays and Saturday mornings. Maybe then, Wednesdays, depending on it as well. Yeah, and uh, unfortunately, uh, sometimes we, get, we record on Saturday afternoons, and Andy's just a wreck. Pugie, or Carlos is a wreck. You're asleep. Um, so we will... Uh, Probably try to uh, put out the podcast on Thursday or Friday. I still will try to do that, yeah. Um, so we'll try to get that out for you right before the weekend so you guys can listen to it. Um, get your college and NFL bets in and just lose money or win money with the rest of us. Yeah. Thank you, FanDuel, and thank you, Barstool Sportsbook, and thank you, DraftKings Sportsbook. Thank you, thank- Governor Kelly. Thank you, yeah. Governor Kelly. Great bet. I, I, I forgot what you bet on. Or as my brother calls her, that bitch. Well, she's my favorite bitch right now. <laughs> hey, yeah. Great lady. Um, fuck. Yeah, I think yeah. that wraps it up. Probably going to wrap it up. Yep. We'll get out of here next week. We're, we're going to talk some serious NFL. We are getting fucking close. Rams, Bills, Thursday. Get ready. That's going to be so much fucking fun. I can't wait. Let's go. So, all right. Ass casters. Later. See ya. Deuces.